Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. So Ghana Connect will come your way shortly. It has already started. My name is Kweku Asante. Like Evans told you, the ECOWAS military chiefs who've, who've been meeting in Accra have come to some sort of a decision and are addressing a news conference at Bema Camp right away. Let me take you there live. They were fair and they were considering based on the fact that we want peace and security to inhale within the ECOWAS region. I will not have much to say than to appreciate everyone here that uh, took his time out for us to sit down and deliberate. And we're hopeful that we'll have a peaceful and successful completion of this operation. I hand you over to the ECOWAS Commission for him to give you the details. You know, militarily, we don't discuss our operations. That is left for between us and our leadership. Thank you very much. Um, you know, Excellency Chief of Defense Staff of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and Chair of the ECOWAS Committee of uh, Chiefs of Defense Staff. Uh, Excellency Chief of Defense Staff of Ghana, the host, you know, country, and um, 
a member of the committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff. Chiefs of Defense Staff of uh, our member states here present and their delegations, colleagues from the ECOWAS Commission. I would also want to add my voice to that of uh, the chair of the committee in uh, expressing our sincere gratitude you know, to His Excellency Nana Adodanko Akufuado, the President of the Republic of Ghana, his government, and the peace-loving people of Ghana for the very warm welcome and the wonderful, you know, facilities that they, you know, put at our disposal today to enable us to come to, you know, this uh, uh, a very fruitful end to our two days of deliberation. Gentlemen of the press, uh, as the chair of the Chiefs of Defense staff said, ECOWAS is a rules-based organization. That is the most important thing. And that member states have signed up to certain obligations, which means they cede part of your sovereignty to the collective good that is of ECOWAS. And I'm talking about there are various national constitutions which they must not flout and which the junta in Niger has flouted. And it is the ECOWAS instruments, in particular the mechanism and also the supplementary protocol on democracy and good governance. So all we are doing is to make sure that Niger gets back to rule-based governance in a, a sister country. That is all. The planning mission we started on the 2nd of March, of August, has come to an end today. Has come to an end today. We've already agreed and fine-tuned what will be required for the intervention. The strategic lift capacity, what the strategic objective are, equipment needed, commitment of member states, which was very, very, very encouraging. All member states of ECOWAS present here today have all committed elements. They have committed their own equipment. They have uh, committed their own resources to undertake this mission. So. I tell you, we are ready to go anytime the order is given. The D-Day is also decided, which we are not going to disclose. There will be no more meetings of the Chiefs of Defense Staff. If there will be, it will be probably in the course of the operation if there is the need to adjust the operation. This is the second extraordinary meeting and the final meeting before deployment. That is what we want to you know, inform you about and that as soon as our heads of state and government are satisfied with the report that has been presented, our uh, troops across the region are ready and they are ready to call to uh, what is it? Uh, respond to the call of duty of the region. We 
are not against the Republic of Niger. We have said, just as the chief uh, of the committee, the chair of the committee of chiefs of defense staff has just said, you know, that all the options are on the table. And as we speak, we are still readying uh, mediation mission into the country. So we've not shut any door. We've not shut any door at all. The sanctions are also uh, on the table. And uh, if they respond favorably, you know, to the request by the authority of heads of state for dialogue, we are ready to accept. All we are saying is that we are not going to engage in endless dialogue. It must be fruitful, and its objective must be the restoration of constitutional order in the shortest possible time possible. In the shortest possible time. We are also calling for the release of uh, the legitimate president of the Republic of Niger, uh, His Excellency Mohammed Bazoum and his family, and members of his government who are being held hostage you know, by the regime in Niger. This is our message, you know, to them, that our doors are open, but we are not going to engage in endless dialogue. That is why we say all options are on the table. If they want to take the peaceful pathway to uh, very early restoration of constitutional order in the country, then uh, we can stand down the military option because it is not our preferred option. But we are being obliged to do it because of the intransigence and the obstacles, intransigence of the regime and the obstacles they've been putting in the way of a negotiated settlement to the restoration of constitutional order. This is our message. And uh, I don't think you are going to ask me a question about when we are deploying. I cannot even answer that. That is left to the chair of the Committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff and the colleagues who have that. It is uh, an operational tool, okay, that uh, we don't disclose it. So we hope you are not going to ask that question. All I can tell you is that we are ready. Equipment-wise, uh, the political will of the countries involved, all of them around this table, and uh, the resources required, our own resources. And I would want finally to tell you that ECOWAS is doing this in defense of its principles. Those who are misinforming the public that ECOWAS is being teleguided or being directed by this power or that power, they, you know, they are missing the point completely. And that uh, all our interventions in the past no external power aid us to do it. We did it ourselves, and this is no different. So we are doing it for ourselves, by ourselves, and for posterity. You know, in the, the you know in the Equa subregion, we want to get back, get back to constitutional normalcy. And the decision is that the coup in Niger is one coup too many. You know, for the region. And we are putting a stop to it at this time. We are drawing the line in the sun, and that is it. I thank you very much for your attention. <clears throat>
Now, question and answer. All to be directed to the commissioner. <laughs> okay, who's first? Thank you. In this era of global economic crisis, how does ECOWAS intend to fund the military operation and have you considered the humanitarian crisis if the intervention is protracted? Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, you see, it is because of the current global crisis that we feel that the junta should not have taken the action that they have taken. The people of Niger are already suffering under the double threats of terrorism and also the global ten, uh, downturn in the economies of almost all countries. So in the first place, they should have not done that in order to attract equal sanctions to add to the suffering of the people, which was not the intention of the ECOWAS uh, authority, but actually as uh, to have the leverage to get them to do the right thing. If you tell me about the challenges in the country, we cannot talk about uh, economic integration, development, uh, the, you know, providing livelihood for our populations without ensuring a peaceful environment. And what they have done in Niger is not providing a peaceful environment. So we need to sacrifice somehow in order to move. So the, 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 the global ten, you know, what downturn in the economy should not be an excuse for ECOWAS to be silent. When we know that what is happening in Niger could have even more devastating consequences on the economies of our you know, countries. On the humanitarian question, right from the very first planning meeting, one of the things we took into account was the uh, potential humanitarian consequences of any intervention. And we have, you know, taken measures to make sure, you know, that uh, it does not become, uh, you know, unbearable in the region. We know that there are about 700,000 refugees, Nigerian refugees in Niger, uh, from other countries, you know, like Chad and then other places. Okay, we are not going into Niger, if it comes to that, to wage a war. We are going there to restore constitutional order. Whether you are going to make the uh, humanitarian situation worse depends upon the reaction of the regime. If they really care about their populations, then I think they have to, uh, you know, have the presence of mind to make sure that they return to equal protocols. That is the minimum that we are requiring. But if the West comes to the West and there is a humanitarian consequences to what we are going to do, our planning, uh, you know, what is it? Um, our planning uh, has taken into account all that. And, uh, you, you, you know, we've got a partner who are already working in the region on the humanitarian front, whether it is in uh, uh, Burkina Faso, whether it is in Mali, whether it is in Niger and other places. And the thing is that we are going to uh, add to all that, you know, to what we are doing. Let, let me just tell you one thing. 
until this coup occurred, ECOWAS was on the cusp of uh, activating the ECOWAS standby force in its kinetic mode, you know, to help these member states in the fight against terrorism. We were going to set up a counter-terrorism force. The budget had been agreed. It was just the activation that we were waiting for. And then we had this big distraction. You see, so that is the problem that uh, this coup has added to the, what is the, the, the intentions of ECOWAS. We were going in because we've seen that terrorism defines our, our uh, conflict environment in the, in, you know, in West Africa today. And in particular in the, uh, what is it, uh, the Litako Gurma, you know, uh, triangle, uh, you know, made up of um, Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger. And we were already working to go and then make sure that ECOWAS raises a force to help them fight terrorism. And then they now organize a terrorist attack against their own president in the country. You know, this is where we are. You know, so uh, nothing is going to deter us. I don't think that uh, we should use the global economic downturn and other to be an excuse to do nothing. We are ready to act, you know, and I think that is the message we want to pass across. Thank you, Ambassador Musa. We will have the next and final question. Joy, 99.7 FM. Um, okay, thank you very much, um, Commissioner. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Given that some members, yeah, given that some member states already have security issues, do we have capacity to ensure that we get the, the, the number of security personnel we need for this all-important exercise? Thank you. I didn't get that. Can you repeat it? Because I didn't get uh, the full question. Does ECOWAS have capacity, given that many of its military member states are already dealing with internal security in their countries? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what we are going to do in, uh, you know, Niger is part of helping the member states to uh, deal with the security situations in their countries, right? When you are talking about this security situation, probably the first that comes to mind is that of terrorism. Okay, terrorism in uh, Burkina Faso, terrorism in uh, uh, Mali, terrorism in Niger, and a few other, uh, you know, places. Uh, the region is also plagued by 
intercommunal tensions and violence, uh, which are also caused by many other factors, even climate change as part of them, and instrumentalization of identity by many of these nefarious forces like uh, the two al uh, what is it, uh, terrorist Islamic jihadist uh, uh, franchises, whether you're talking about Islamic State franchise or the Al-Qaeda franchise in the region, which have added an impetus to that. So uh, what we are doing, you know, is that is to free the military to concentrate on their primary responsibility in Niger, and that is making sure they fight terrorism, which defines the security landscape in Niger today. Since the coup, in fact, there has been an uptick in terrorist attacks. Just uh, a couple of days ago, about uh, 25 soldiers, including, I think, three officers, were killed in a terrorist attack. Uh, Niger had not experienced that for months in the country. So we see an uptick, you know, in that. We see signs of restlessness among the some of the ethnic groups in the country the Tuaregs and then the others so these are the you know challenges that we are facing and if we don't return the country to constitutional order and then make sure that the military in the country focuses on its primary responsibility that is the defense of the territorial integrity of Niger you know then uh, we are adding to the insecurity. That's the logic, you know, of it. So our going into Niger, like I said, we are not declaring war on Niger. People should be very clear about that. Many people are putting the emphasis on the military, military option, military option. We have repeated time on end, you know, that all the other options are there. And like I said, tomorrow uh, there is the possibility of an ECOWAS mission going Joy into Niger. Well, this is still Ghana Connect Radio on Joy 99.7 FM. You've been hearing from Dr. Abdel Fatah Musa. He is the ECOWAS Commissioner for Political Affairs, Peace and Security. He says ECOWAS is ready financially and logistic-wise to move into Niger even right now. But they are giving diplomacy a chance. Some highlights of what he has been talking about. He says, ECOWAS has not shut the door to diplomacy, but will not engage in endless dialogue. They are demanding that President Bazoum, his family, his cabinet members must be released immediately. He insists the sanctions that have been placed on Niger will persist and that ECOWAS does not ordinarily prefer military attack, but that the junta has been putting in place obstacles in terms of the ability to negotiate. He, says, he also says that they are not going to disclose exactly when they are going to invade Niger. That is, if the military junta does not come around the table. And he has also been talking about why he believes that everyone must know that ECOWAS is not being pushed by any Western power and that they are going to Niger not to wage a war, but to restore constitutional order. He responds to questions about potential casualties. He says that ECOWAS has a plan to minimize that and deal with that. But ultimately, casualties will depend on the response of the military junta in Niger and that the coup has not necessarily ended the terrorism 
in Niger, which the military have cited as part of the reasons why they've taken power. So, this is still Ghana Connect. We've been telling you about this big situation in Niger. And the question we are asking tonight is whether or not you support ECOWAS' decision to invade Niger. As Ghanaians, as other persons joining us from the ECOWAS sub-region, what do you make of your government's decision to move into Niger and, as it were, take over power? So, that is the focus of the show tonight. We connect right after this break. My man, I heard there's a new app on the streets that does it all for you. Ah, really? <laughs> How is that possible? Charlie, I also could not believe you too. But I downloaded the app and I'm telling you, I was able to chat with my friends, make video calls and... Well, we know of many apps that can do that. Oh, let me finish that. I was also able to listen to the latest songs, play games and read the latest post news. For you? Yeah. And I can send and receive money from the app. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, no? What's the name of this app? It's called Ayoba. Ayoba. Yeah, Ayoba. Get Ayoba. You're all in one app that lets you chat, call, share, play, pay, and listen to music all in one app for everyone. Enjoy Ayoba with MTN and download the Ayoba app today. Everywhere you go. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 
no matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex tank. Syntex tank, stress-free. Syntex tank, reliable. Syntex tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex tank, a year strong, a year tough. I'm a Welcome back to Ghana Connect. My name is Kweku Asante. And like I told you before that break, the political situation in Niger is what is occupying our attention tonight on the show. Summit is a testament to the power of collaboration and unity. We have reaffirmed our commitment to the people of Niger and to the progress of our entire ECOWAS community. No option is taken off the table, including 
the use of force. To grow the seed, timber and gold, plenty, plenty. Now we got plenty oil, abundantly. Life will be as easy as a BCD. Prosperity, now this will be the key. But what do we see? Disease be all with the seed. HIV, he kill mommy and daddy. In the first place. In the second place, let us not deceive anybody by thinking that we have a plan by force. We don't have it. Will be difficult. The mandate, the troop movement, these formations that make a war. So, what kind of formation? Which are the two contributing countries, and what training are they having together? So, it was too much for Equus to, to threaten when they know it can happen. And when you do that, you know now Equus has a difficulty. You come back to the realization that you need to use some kind of tax diplomacy, and the last part of diplomacy is is engagement in war. The only body which is mandated to authorize the use of force in the UN Security Council. Now, the fundamental question to ask is, did we have a Security Council resolution authorizing the use of force prior to ECOWAS coming out to threaten to use force? The answer is no. And so... And they terrorize and kill women and babies. And in Somalia, there has never been peace. Liberia, 10 years of brutality. And in Sierra Leone, oh, you don't want to know. We are calling on the president to come back to Ghana, come to parliament. Let That's where the people's representatives are. Let's have a debate. And then we can know what really the Ghana position is and what direction we should take. Africa, where wanna be? So that's a summary of all the things that have been happening. But let's zoom right into the conversation. The big question we are asking today is, do you support ECOWAS's deployment of military forces to Niger to restore constitutional order? That's the question we have. We have a poll running on Twitter. Very interesting results. We'll get to that shortly. For those of you listening, you can join us. You can connect with us also. 055 But connecting with us on the show today, Mohammed, a regular on this show and a Nigerian journalist, Solomon Omani Mensa is also connecting with us, a law student as well. Divine Adam Kwajo there as a former student leader connecting with us live on Ghana Connect. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC day another debutant on the show tonight al hassan bello an international relation enthusiast is an, is an analyst you might have heard about him hadi yakubu is a fighter general of the economic fighters league and i will be joined pretty shortly also by alhaji suli mohammed chairman of the niger community in greater accra he'll be connecting with us in terms of that picketing they did today what they make of the latest that ECOWAS has just put out. Let me get to the gentleman right here on Zoom. And let me start from you, 
Hadi Yakubu. Hadi, thanks for connecting with us. Hadi, having spoken with you since this ECOWAS issues came up, and if you can unmute for me, I want to take what your view is on what you've just heard ECOWAS say they are ready to deploy, and if the junta does not hand over power, then the consequence will be on them. Hadi, if you can unmute for me. Hadi, I can't hear you. Can you unmute your Zoom? Okay, it appears Hadi has a challenge there. We'll fix it pretty shortly. But Hadi, if you can unmute for me. But let me take you, Bello. Bello, I mean, Aku was speaking tough today, saying that they are just about to go to Niger if the junta does not hand over power to President Bazoum and restore constitutional rule. What do you make of that? Well, good evening to you. I'm good evening to your choice, Bruce. Uh, I think ECOWAS has placed itself in a very tight corner, having decided to use force in the first place. But then, the course has something of a problem. And the problem stretch across the Sahel. Instability, poverty, um, what do you call it? Um, overbearing presence, presence of France in the internal affairs of those countries. But anything, let's look beyond Niger. What is the situation of the average African in West Africa today? You could see that there's a lot of what you call it, problems. And if you look at the sentiment from the general public, they feel like the politicians live in a world of their own, where all they care about is their bellies and the size of their belts. Because you tell the people to pass in their belt, times are hard, and then, come on, you're living large. It doesn't really work that way. But I think in the general situation, for example, um, going by force itself is a very risky venture. But then it also boils down to the, to the level of response that the Nigerian army would give. Mind you, the army is not a coherent unit over there. If you look at the force across West Africa that we have so far, it is orchestrated by special forces. But this is the first time that the presidential guard unit has been able to overthrow the president. But then, what actors within the military that we must look at and what do they represent? You have the head of the junta who initiated the coup himself as, and the commander of the presidential guard, Abdurrahman Chiani. He controls just a small unit, the presidential guard. And then you have the disgruntled former chief of army staff who was eased out of office by Bazoum and sent as an ambassador to the UAE, Salif Fumoji. And then you have his replacement, General Sidi, Abu Sidi Kupisa. And then you have a point man of the West in the counter in the counter insurgence of the activity in Niger. You know, Niger is the hub of counter insurgency across the Sahel. It holds the largest US drone base. It has the French military base. So and then when the French were expelled from Burkina Faso, they shifted their assets and troops into Niger. So Niger became a very special what you call it, um policy. Mm. I mean, interesting, interesting um, background that you lay there, Bello. I'm very interested in that, and we'll build on it for subset conversation right here on this show. But let me go back to Hadi, Hadi Yakubu, who can now connect with us. Hadi is the uh, Hadi is the movement coordinator of Africans Rising, and is connecting with us right here. Hadi, I mean, you've just heard that Bello talk about what may be leading to this coup d'état, but he's sick to say that maybe well, Ecowas may not be justified. Just that, is that a point you share? In this, Hadi. It appears I have a big challenge hearing from Hadi. Hadi, I'll come to you again, but 
your 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 sound isn't coming here. We'll try, I, I can't hear you at all. Divine Adam Kwajode, what do you make of what we've witnessed so far? ECOWAS's determination to move in. Do you support that? Good evening to your viewers and listeners. Mm. Um, I, I do not think that uh, any West African would support outright military intervention in the Niger Republic um, because of what history tells us about how such interventions always end. Um, first of all, we have to look at the history. Why is the Sahel suffering from this crisis? The Sahel is suffering from this crisis because of the military adventurism in Libya. And the fallout of that adventurism in Libya is what we are witnessing across the Sahel. And so if we are still 10 years after the intervention in Libya, suffering from the aftershocks of Libyan debacle, then would we want to compound that with another military intervention? Then another thing we can also not overlook is that ECOWAS may hardly have the financial resources, the military equipment and know-how to wage a successful military intervention in Niger. Because even within our own borders, for small terrorist groups, we are unable to successfully wage war against them on our own without relying on on the support of advanced um, countries and so that is also another thing to consider that um, um we risk you know making niger another hotbed of of um, um military interventions by uh, by advanced powers and so these are um some of the preliminary comments i can make on that mm, <laughs> for, for as to why I would not be, you know, supportive or... immediately happy about a military intervention in Niger. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting points there from uh, from Divine. And I want to go back to Hadi. Hadi is trying to join the Zoom again if they can accept him. Hadi, you've heard Divine there make a point about ECOWAS may not necessarily be able to fund this. And his view that maybe some Western powers may be backing them. We've had ECOWAS this evening debunk all of those assertions. Is that a position you share? And is that why I get the sense that you are not backing this intervention? Hello, Hadi. Yes, hello. Can you hear me yes, now? Yes, I can hear you now live in Khaled. Yeah. Great. Good evening, Kriku, and good evening to the team at Joy. Uh, it's been a while. I'm happy to be uh, back here. Uh, good evening to my fellow uh, panelists, and uh, greetings to to everyone. Um, I think the, the 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 there are a number of preliminary issues that we have to put on on the table. First of all, that um, military uh, takeover of governments uh, is not the solution to our misgovernance, and this is acknowledging that there is there is chronic misgovernance in this in this in this continent. And I'm saying that from a historical point of view, 
um, the, the, the military have come before as saviors. And as we know, um, <laughs> we all know the trail that has been left. Uh, but having said that, it, it needs to be recognized um, that some of the coups d'etat that we're seeing uh, are appearing to, you know, uh, be in, 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 like the people are appearing to be in favor, especially uh, in, in this uh, particular Sahel enclave where the, the anti-French sentiment is really high and uh, on the back of the historical long years of French um, exploitation uh, of natural resources and even in the killing of some of the leaders who have dared to move away from, from France imperialism. Uh, so therefore, there is a need to ask questions about why it is. And I like the point that Bello made earlier, that coups don't happen without context. And, and, and some of these things are happening as a result of certain deep-rooted issues. Um, so it is important for us to look at that. Second, uh, or the other issue is whether ECOWAS really does have the necessary wherewithal. Of course, all the high-flying English, and I had the press conference, um, <laughs> all the high-flying vocabulary in English will be mastered because propaganda is also part of warfare. And they would say everything to 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 uh, to to you know assure the public that they have the necessary muscle. But clearly, I mean, look at all the economists in ECOWAS right now, yeah. and you can point each one of them, and I can give you different levels of statistics that show they are either in massive debt, their inflation is skyrocketing, their populations are suffering. Just look at Ghana. You buy something in the morning, by evening you go back and the thing is doubled in price. And you can I mean, you, you, you make a good point about inflation, and I want to throw that to our colleague joining us from Nigeria, Mohammed. Mohammed, is that the same sense you get in Nigeria that because of inflation and high cost of living, there may be this popular support for coup d'etat and then generally your people are not supportive of ECOWAS moving in to your neighboring country Niger to launch a military intervention yeah um hello thanks Kweku. uh yeah I think Nigeria Nigeria will actually be the worst hit um and worst affected if uh, ECOWAS um finally use force to invade uh, Niger Yes, I'm sure most of my colleagues here will agree with me that um, coup d'etat are not actually the best for Africa. But again, we also at the same time want to query what democracy, I mean, what democracy has actually brought to West Africa in particular, the way we just copycat, you know. Is it not high time that uh, particularly whether West Africans or Africans in general try to fashion their own kind of democracy, if there's anything like that, that will actually bring in more dividends of democracy to their citizens. But having said that, you all will recall that and understand, I'm sure you, you all are aware that we are grappling with Boko Haram, even though they've been technically defeated, like our government will say all the time, but we are grappling with Boko Haram, our own insurgency in Nigeria. 
And in fact, about six states where this insurgency is so high in northern Nigeria are bordered with uh, Niger, which means we there is a the high tendency, just like somebody mentioned earlier, that we are still grappling with the aftershocks of Libya invasion after 10 years. You know, you understand Libya is in uh, far away North Africa. But we are still grappling all over Africa. In fact, even including Nigeria that is in far away West Africa, let alone Niger that we share border with, that we share border with in in um in, in you know in six of our northeastern states. That will be catastrophic because I, we just don't want to imagine. That's why I mentioned earlier that Nigeria will be the most affected. In fact, yeah, of if ECOWAS move in with force. Yes, probably Niger army won't be able to stop Ecomog. That's that's for sure. But again, the citizens will suffer for it. You know, and then that will inc- that will, that I that, that will uh, increase the, the you know the insurgency that, that that West Africa is grappling with. And I don't think anyone is ready for that. And aside that, I had I overheard the commissioner mentioning, I mean in the live press conference talking about the Western powers are not influencing anything. That's that's not true. I'm sorry to say, that's not true because we know, even Putin has categorically mentioned, it's been the foreign ministries and so on that have been talking. I mean, the foreign ministries in Kenya and so on that have been talking all this while. But I think two days ago, President Putin mentioned categorically warning Ecowas not to invade Niger. So there is no way the the, the commissioner earlier mentioning that the Western powers are not influencing. I think that's not true. Hmm. I mean, so there's, there's concerns for proxy war in 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 this in this situation that we are unraveling. We'll, we'll get to some social media comments very shortly. But a good point to bring you in, Bello. And guys, I want us to be conversational as possible. When anyone is speaking and you're having some point, you can chip in. Bello, what is the possibility that this could become a point for global warfare in terms of the proxy war between the West and Russia? Well, um. If you look at, I think the West is not directly involved in this situation, but you have an overlap of interest between West Africa led by some few countries, not the entire West African country, but some few countries. I would like you to give me some few minutes to explain that particular issue. But then let me look at the geopolitical angle first before I come to this. Okay, so let's do the geopolitical <laughs> angle. Then we can do some comments that will come back for your analysis. Okay. There's a shifting, what you call it, um, global system. We are better moving from the multipolar and to from a unipolar to a multipolar world. And then the Ukrainian war has really exacerbated that issue. Where now you have Russia and China with other anti-Western countries forming a bloc, which includes Iran, North Korea, and the likes. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And then you have the Western countries trying to regain their strength. But if you look at this instances in the Sahel, anytime the France, which is part of the Western Alliance, loses it's influenced in one country. It is the Russians that make gains. And the Russians equally begin to serve as a conduit in which China and the rest cannot penetrate into the sub-region. That is the geopolitical context you are having. 
But they should be very careful that the Russian themselves are equally not using state actors. They are using the Wagner Group, which is a non-state actor. That is the tricky part of it. So if there's, uh, what do you call it, human rights violation by the Wagner Group, you hold the Russian state responsible, or you hold the Wagner Group as an entity responsible, that you realize that they are playing a possible deniability where they are involved and they are not involved. That is one. And then, there's another thing we need to look at, the economic interest of the West through the what Trans-Sahara gas pipeline that is supposed to move the Nigerian gas from Wari into Nigerian territory opposed Algeria to the Mediterranean Sea to Europe after the shortfall of gas supply from what you call it, Ukraine. Uh, no, from Russia due to the sanction of Russia because of the invasion of Ukraine. So we need to look at this within this stream to realize that in as much as West Africa has its own concern that is pushing it, it is being emboldened further by the Western powers. Mm. That, that's that's a quite some interesting perspectives that, that Bello has shared with us. Really pers- interesting perspective. I'll, I'll go to my guest for summing up comments before we wrap up. A, a huge chunk of our time today has been taken by that ECOWAS press briefing that has just concluded. ECOWAS announcing today that they are ready financially, logistic-wise, to move into Niger to restore constitutional order. Let's do some social media comments now. Let's do some comments before Maxwell joins us with the poll. This one says, if ECOWAS has the metal to fight the Janta in Niger, then I implore them to engage the Boko Haram in Nigeria instead of the Janta. Joe sending us that from Nankanduri. Really interesting thoughts there. This one is also coming in through our WhatsApp console. It says, I may be wrong, but I think ECOWAS is wrong here. ECOWAS means well, but they must look at the implication of all this, you didn't add your name, interesting one there. This one says, seriously, ECOWAS must look at the interests of their citizens and ECOWAS should stop wasting our time. They succeeded in justifying why they're actually a waste of the taxpayers' money. Patrick from Ablikumajoma sending us that one, interesting. Thanks for sending us your message and connecting with us. A major one in Kumasi says, um, what profits Niger if it has all the relevant democratic institutions firmly in the country and its citizens wallow in abject poverty? That is major one in Kumasi. Let me take this last one before we do the poll from Twitter. This one's a prophet said it all. The corrupt president and the one they are trying to use force to reinstate, that is their colleague in Niger Republic, is not thinking about the masses but only trying to reinstate one individual who does not care about his or her citizens. A good leader usually leads his people, but not ruin them. Wilson sending us that one from a flower. Really interesting perspectives in terms of the comments that have come in from our social media. Maxwell Agbagba, my colleague, joins me in studio with a poll from Twitter. Maxwell, this is the poll results as we have had it on Twitter. What is the results? Quite some interesting things we are seeing. What was the question and what are people voting? 
So we asked, um, should Ghana contribute troops to the ECOWAS standby, standby force to Niger? And um, we had 2,200 votes. Yes, 11%. No, 83%. Yes, and then um, those who are saying they're indifferent about it, um, abstentions, we have 6%. So should Ghana contribute troops to the ECOWAS standby force to Niger? Yes, 11%. No, 83%. Abstentions, we have 6%. And some of the comments, um, lawyer Ronald says, we are bind by practice and purpose to do so. Um, this one here says, if the fallen people will lead the coup, and he mentions um, President, President Kufuado, mentioned um, the vice president, uh, mentions uh, Cecilia Dapa, and then uh, and start saying mm, and then quite I'm, a number I'm, of I'm interested in knowing what what is your personal view what do you think do we go to go or not to go no we shouldn't go we shouldn't go and um, of course the experts have already said it mm. that going is going to plunge west africa into a proxy war kind of situation where you have the world superpowers you know taking sides already they've made their stance known anthony blinken has been speaking on the issue on twitter a lot we know his stance we know the position of france on this and we know the position of the wagner forces also on this we know the position of russia russia also on this so definitely all these you know superpowers um, are going to take position and then it's going to be a proxy war exacerbates the terrorism situation in the Sahel. Mm. And you know already, West African coastal states, including Ghana, are facing that threat. Right. We shouldn't go. I'm we part of the 83%. Yeah, interesting one there. I can see Jojo coming up whispering from the back that, well, let us not go. Let us not go at all. Interesting. Okay, let, let, me, let me get to my guests before we wrap up the conversation. And I'll go around the table. We get a minute each, then we can call it a conversation today. Let me start with you, Mohammed. If from all you've said, you do not wish that we go for this military intervention, ECOWAS. What should happen? What, 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 what should happen? It's simple. Continuous dialogue. It's very simple. I'm surprised that ECOWAS, you know, if uh, the trajectory is that there was a coup also in Mali. There was a coup in Burkina Faso. Why didn't ECOWAS, if you want to ask that question, didn't take that serious to, you know, try to uh, invade? So, but having said that, I think continuous dialogue is what is key because we understand that in diplomatic role, you don't expect maybe one delegation or even two or even three or even 10 to resolve issues. It takes time, it takes patience, and I think that is what ECOWAS should look more into rather than hurried uh, into uh, a military intervention that might cause the region a whole lot of catastrophe. Great, great one there. Divine, I'm wondering what you think should be the next line of action if you don't believe that we must invade Niger. Yeah, so, um, I mean, there are different means. I mean, obviously, there's, there's, there's diplomacy, so we should continue exhausting all diplomatic um, avenues for the resolution of this um, situation. Second, I mean, there are... Uh, Niger is dependent on Nigeria, for instance, for a lot of of, of its electricity. Uh, it is a landlocked country, so definitely they will be dependent on the Nigerian ports. And so what what you can also look at introducing is sanctions mm. that can really, I mean, it is not a desirable outcome, but it can squeeze the economy of the country, put a lot of pressure on the junta leaders, 
and then you can force them to come to the table and then have um, a discussion and then have and then have them come around the table for a discussion i'm i'm interested in knowing what you think um hardy sanctions but that sanctions normally affect the poor people much worse than the guys who did the coup themselves do you agree with that any sanctions that go to bite the people would only increase the resolve of the people in in supporting that the coup people the, the the coup leaders so i think unless you are targeting the sanctions at the players that will not go to 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 the people then it will not solve any problem mm. i think um sorry yeah yeah hadi i'm listening to you yeah so um i i, I think i think that uh the 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 world footing that ecowas has taken is very is very very disastrous and i i don't think they really mean it um because common sense alone will tell you that this would completely destabilize the whole region and the african union idea of silencing the gas would become an um, absolute nullity in this particular case hadi mm. hadi thanks you thank, thanks very much for that and finally mohammed bello i'm interested in knowing around this table your friends have all agreed that diploma diplomacy must be the way when does diplomacy end at what point do we say that well enough is enough and so we can take some military decisions mohammed bello so concerned yeah yeah another ecowas country why is Ghana hello, hello, french refugees who are hello hadi hadi yes yes i can I, i hear you on that i hear you on that i want to give that point to mohammed bello when does diplomacy stop because you've all said we must give diplomacy a chance at what point can ecowas say that the diplomacy has not yielded the results let's move in militarily Bello. You see, that leads to the point I was, that leads to the point I was about to explain prior to the geopolitical angle. You see, this whole charade of military boots on the ground is being fueled by the partnership and ambition and rivalry of just four countries who have termed the Dekka, Yamusukro, Accra, Abuja, Axis in Ecuador. These are the four key important countries. And then you see, you have two Francophones, Ivory Coast and what do you call it, um, Senegal. And because it's the net center of trans-African Africa, that is what the people are against. Abuja is built for because uh, Tinubu wants to regain some leverage that he thinks Nigeria has lost after about some years exit from office. But then Ghana couldn't be drawn to this kind of situation. You see, the solution is very simple. We need a frank dialogue between both the jointers that are ruling this country and our nominal democratically elected leaders. Because we have taken ten coups in Africa. West Africa people are just changing the constitution to come for a third term. Which itself is a coup d'etat, but everyone is silent on that. And then we need an all West African conference that involves not just governments, but political players in each of these countries, the oppositions, the civil society, for the frank dialogue. How do we enforce ECOWAS protocol? How do we enforce ECOWAS protocol? Great point there by Mohamed Bello to end the show. I know Mohamed Bello has some interesting analysis to give us. This ECOWAS situation hasn't gone away. We'll find some time and come back to it and listen to the key points that this fantastic guest who connected with me today had to make. We, 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 we say a very good evening to one of Ghana's best generals, Major General Imano Kotia. He's the National Coordinator of the Ghana Boundary Commission. Good evening to you and a happy birthday to Abigail Edinam Agbagba. 
a relative of Marcel Agbagba here at Joy Sister, right? Marcel, please send me her number. Let me wish her personally. Andy Dusty is up next with the library. I've been listening to some songs myself, and I see the connection. I see some connections myself. Castro's song B and some foreign song that I listen. One day I'll give it to Andy to, to play it on the library. The library is up next. My name is Kwiku Asante. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Mohamed Bello connecting with us. We've also had Divine Adam Kwejode connected with us. And we've heard from the Hadi Yakubu, who has been connecting with us on the show today. And then Mohamed, a Nigerian journalist, also connecting with us live from Nigeria. We expected the head of the Nigerian community in Ghana to join us, but they've been stuck in a meeting. He could not make it. Oh.